Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Our Father and our God, we worship you. We praise you at this hour, Lord. Take control of this fellowship. Take control of the words. Speak to our mouth, Lord. Teach us yourself, Lord Jesus. And open our understanding to your word. And help everyone here, Lord, to gain something, to learn something from this, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Let's give some time for the praise team to take their seats. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are we having church yet? Praise the Lord. You know, I was reading the newspaper this morning, Arizona Republic. And uh, something that I read happened to be one story of a. Remember, many of us remember the story of this Columbine High School shooting many years ago, where some two high school kids that were in satanic court went and gunned down a lot of students. And in the paper today, the parents, one of the the mom of one of those two hooligans that did that finally wrote something like an article of why and how they didn't, they couldn't figure out what happened to their son. Everything seemed to be okay. And the last thing that the, the, the mom of that, one of the sons, one of the boys, wrote in the article was that when the boy left, it was like he left. Early in the morning he left and said, bye mom, not knowing that she, he was one of the two gangs that are planning to go shoot the school. And this man, this woman said, she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't figure out that that boy was fighting a battle in his mind. For many years, they just didn't recognize what was going on until after everything was up as happened and the boy was dead. I think that boy died in the shootout with the police or something like that. But what she said gave me an inkling. I said, hmm, things were happening. This young men are fighting a battle in their mind and that is something that we need to think about the war that we are in is what the bible calls we do not we are not fighting flesh and blood but what principalities powers and that is what topic i did not want me to share in this series it's going to be a series from today and on wednesday by god's grace if if you'd like to know more, I want you to come on Wednesday so that we can really go into questions and answers. This topic is going to be on activity of demons. Now, not the type of demon that you think are uh, making people uh, crazy and so on, but it's a form of craziness, like those boys that planned those. It's a craziness. They were crazy. But demons are having their covert operations, just like you have in the military. You have covert operations. And that is the warfare that we are in. And this is going to be called, you know, some people call it demonology, where we talk on how does this, where, where did these things, where did they come from? Where did the demons come from? What is the origin of these demons? And how do we resist them? How can we fight against them? And what should be our God? And that, that's a series, that's why I said it's going to be a series. But today, I will more or less talk on the earlier part of it, which is going to lead us into to next on Wednesday, we're going to talk more on where we are going to do some more Bible study. 
and questions and answers so that you can feel free on, on Wednesday to ask questions. Because my understanding, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that is why we need to know some of these things so that we guard ourselves. The Bible said, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of your heart is the, are the issues of life. So that is one of the Bible verses we need to consider. And today I will give us some, maybe two examples or two stories. And then I will also give us at least two Bible verses on what to use to combat the forces that are against us. This is warfare that is going on, and the warfare is not, not just cancer or heart attack. Those are also part of the warfare that the devil, Satan, is is using. But see, how many of us know about the cowboys? You've heard about the cowboys. When they want to get a cow, what do they do? They throw a rope. They swing the rope around and throw it. When the, when the rope can get the horns of the cow, now they drag him in. They pull him in. The same thing with the fishermen. You throw your line. And when this fish, well, this must be a bait. must be a very beautiful launch. Went after the launch and got hooked. Now what happened? The fisherman now begins to roll, roll, no? rain it in, pull it in. That is what the devil also is after. That is what the devil does. So what we are going to talk about today, which we call the activities of these demons, is like the rope. They make people sane. That is the activity we are going to talk about. But what is the purpose? The end result is for the cowboy to kill, the, to slaughter the cow. The end result is for the cowboy to slaughter the cow. The end result is, like the scripture said, it said when sin is completely completed the circle, it brings forth death. So think, think about that when we are talking about this series, that the devil is not your friend. The demons, they are not your friends. But this kind of covert activities that we are going to discuss in this series, mostly in this series, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the killing and the cancer and all those things, which are also activities of Satan. But I'm going to talk about these covert activities of the devil so that you are aware that they are everywhere in the air. I mean, they are in the air. They talk to the what? To the mind. Through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Can you say that with me? Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Those are the methods that the devil use, that these demons use. And we're going to, I'll give you some two stories. And then we're going to give some Bible verses, and the Lord will say what the Lord is going to do for us. Amen? Well, where do these demons come from? What are demons? I want you to first know that there's a difference between satanic spirits and demons. Two different groups of beings. But God created them all. Amen? That brought me to something that I always marvel at. I always marvel at. Remember... I was watching on one of those days, I was watching maybe on TV, the animals, the animal kingdom. And there are these lions. And they just look for these animals to kill. And you see a bunch of bulls and cows, many lions, many bulls and cows, but the lions are few. And I, I started wondering, and they would you know this, this cameraman will go after the lion or the tiger as he pursued one of these animals and nail him down and kill him. And, and I started meditating and I said, what are the functions as far as the cows are concerned, as far as the bulls are concerned? What is the purpose of these lions and these tigers just to kill them and heal them? 
Because that reminded me of when I was in Germany many years ago, and we were in a Bible study, and this discussion came up, and one of these Germans asked this question, he said, did God just create this Satan to just be tormenting us or killing us or what for? What is the purpose of Satan? Why did God create him? Why did God leave him moving around just to mess up, mess up with us or something? I also think about this. Think of mosquitoes. How many of us know mosquitoes? What is their function? Why are they going about just sucking human blood or any blood at all? Why will God create those? That is one of the things that I thought about one time. I said, wait a minute, you know, is there any function for mosquitoes? Or not going about sucking human blood, which nobody likes? So if you are going about why they might say, I don't need this animal. God has a purpose for all these things. But all you can say, maybe it was because of the fall. That is why all those things begin to happen like that. That may be our explanation. When the fall of mankind came, maybe the mosquitoes started doing nothing other than sucking blood. Maybe the lions started killing because they, something has snapped in their spirit. But we are going to talk, where is this origin of these demons? Where do they come from? According to Bible scholars, I'm just going to go through, I'm not going to go through the whole history. Bible scholars believe that this, before Adam was created on this planet, the Bible said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So we don't know how, where, how long was that beginning before Adam was created. But, the Bible said there was darkness upon the face of the field. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. You want to read it with me? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, between those verse 1 and 2, Bible scholars believe, and I believe that too, that there were... This planet has been for years. We don't know, it's not for 6,000, it's been long before that. And whatever was on this planet before, they were destroyed. And by destroying them, according to the scriptures, which we are not going to go into some of the scriptures later, maybe on, on Wednesday, if you want to go to Bible study, we can go through that. The Bible made us understand that they were animals. Whatever the form of beings that God created that were inhabiting this planet before, when God destroyed them, when Satan fell, they became the demons that we know. Their spirits became the demons because they were disembodied. But God started all over again when he created Adam. That's why he came and said, there will be light. And God started with a new man, Adam. And he said, I have dominion over all these things. But God warned Adam. Just like he gave us his word, he warned Adam and said, there is a tree which is symbolizing the personality. An enemy is around here. God didn't take them out of this planet. They were still roaming on this planet. And there are many Bible verses that we can point to that will be later. But that was the origin of demons. Now, why, why do I say those are different from satanic spirits? See, the Bible said Satan had angels that fell from heaven with him. So those are the satanic spirits. But those demons were animals disembodied in the spirit world. Now they just roaming around or locked up. Different categories of animals. So you can look and say, well, maybe I will not go into that. But that is where many Bible scholars believe these demons come from. Now, you can also see that God is still merciful even to the demons. Remember the story of this, of this uh, lunatic 
man that the Lord Jesus Christ met after crossing over the, the lake to a place called Gadara. And that lunatic spirit saw the Lord Jesus Christ afar off and he ran to worship. So many times people think if God manifests, demons will run off. They don't run off. That's an example there. If Jesus Christ appeared, I don't think demons will just run off. They don't run off. God did not ask them to go, to leave. You see? That should give you an example that when the Lord Jesus Christ manifests, even he allowed them to come closer. That is an example. Not that he loves them, but it's an example to us. That lunatic man ran to meet Jesus. He didn't run away. If you are the one that says, hey, this man is going to cast out people, you run away from the neighborhood. My God, they didn't run away. They came to Jesus and fell down and worshipped. Then the Lord said, get up. So you have to remember that. But what we are trying to say is that those demons, they even pray to Jesus and say, do not send us out of this place to the abyss. If I am, if I am the one I will say no, but you see, God created them all. And he said, he that asked it, receive it. So he answered their prayer. He said, let us go into those swines. And the Lord said, okay, go. So you have to remember that even our God is merciful to Satan and merciful to all those things. And because he is God of mercy. And God is going to continue to allow that mercy. But he has given you and me authority. And that authority as the renter. Let's say we are renting this place. Because he gave it to Adam as a lease. To take over. To wash over this thing. And then Adam lost the lease. So all these things are roaming around doing our to man to mankind and to the whole planet. But he is giving you and me the power and authority to control them. So you and I have to put in the control. That is where we are today. Those demons are roaming around and they can do all this. But how do they operate? How do they operate? That is what we want to talk about and see how we can resist the devil. The Bible, we are talking about thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Those are the methods that the devil will use to attack people. They are enemies of righteousness. As you can see, John chapter 3, verse 19, you will see some examples there. Those demons are enemies of righteousness. What do I mean by enemies of righteousness? That is, their purpose is to make people offend. Righteousness is how you live for God. Ungodliness and unrighteousness is what they try to propagate. And like I said, it's just like a rope. Trying to catch a cow, you have to throw the rope. And so Satan and those satanic spirits use those demons. Because they are animals that are uh, roaming around in the, on the planet and locked up in any place. Satan uses them to get bits, like bits to sow the seeds. And how do they operate? By suggesting, because they can speak just like any human being. You can hear them just like ideas that come to your head that is contrary. Now, how do you, let's think about it this way. Do all the ideas that come to you, are they all from the outside or they are from inside? I want you to meditate on this. Every idea that comes to you, you want to do something, do, they, do, do these ideas originate from you or they are whispered from outside? So that is where you have to balance these two. Because we have intelligence also. We are human beings, we have intelligence. But these demons also are roaming around, like they say, they are in the air. Unless they are inside the person, they are always in the air like flies. On Wednesday I gave an example, I said, Flies, uh, they will see your food, they come around and you say, shoot, and they run away, and they try to come back again. And you have to keep doing shoot, or you swap them. 
get rid of them. So the same way, those animals, when they are like that, they are all ruminants are trying to look for whom to devour by suggestions, by thoughts and ideas and opinions. And when you resist them, either because you know the truth, you know that this idea they are suggesting to you is not from the Lord, and you resist it. But they have some very subtle ones. Very subtle ones. That is the one that we, many times, human beings, especially believers, can fall prey to. And that's the one we want to talk about. Subtle suggestions that does not look like contrary. But if you, if you analyze it properly, that is one of the reasons why we are trying to teach this. We have to be very analytic when it comes to suggestions, ideas, thoughts, before you go ahead and implement or work harder or, or think about it, or even before you consider it. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions, opinions are what the things the enemy will use. But let me give you the first example. Here is an example of Adam and Eve. We all know the story of Adam and Eve. We know right from the Bible that it was Satan that came through this animal called serpent. And the Bible said he came unto Eve. And what did he do? He started to throw the rope. All he did to all he did to him was to sow some seed of doubting what God said. Sow them some seed of questioning the motive of God. Why did God tell you guys not to do this? And don't you think God is trying to hide something from you? Those are the thoughts, ideas, suggestions we are trying to say in this series. That you have to be very careful and sensitive to, the, to, to what is coming to your thoughts. Sometimes it comes through friends, like that of Adam and Eve. I just came through a friend, serpent, because one of the animals God created, they were controlling these animals. So we can say it's like a friend. So these voices can come through friends who suggested. Here's an example. When we were growing up in Africa, when we were in grade school, there would be some drama that we saw people dramatize when we were in grade school. I almost remember this drama where two women that were married to two different men, and these two women are friends. And they would dramatize this in our, in our generation that these two women, one was getting maybe $500 from a man, the other one was getting just 200 But this one that was getting 200 was envious of the one that was getting $500 from a man for food, maybe monthly, monthly food. And she tried everything to, to get this man and break. And what did he do? She came and said, how much is your husband giving to him? 500, he said, 500? How dare you take that from that man? Well, she couldn't even get 500. All she wanted to do was to sow the seed of discord so that she could get them break and she could. And they dramatized that when we were growing up. He said, well, that's foolish. That kind of woman listen to that. They still listen to it up to today. The devil still uses those type of tricks. And that was all they did on Eve. Why did God say you guys shouldn't eat this food? Oh, we're going to die if we touch it. God, you are not going to die. And that was thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and opinions. We have to be watch, watch and pray. Christ said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Well, that was just one of the examples of what the devil uses. And he uses so many in many areas of our lives. Thoughts. Ideas, suggestions, and opinions 
are the instruments the satanic forces use to trap people. And once they are trapped, then you can bring in every other thing. Uh, let me give you some general things that many people we all know. There are different kinds of activities, demons, that they specialize in some different areas. What I'm trying to talk on this series is the demons that bring sin and misbehaviors. Sin and misbehaviors. But there are demons which the same other ones can bring sicknesses and diseases. These are also demons. And then there are spirits that can really bring heart attacks, accidents, death. Those are satanic spirits. So like I said, the satanic spirit use the demons to bring those people in. And why will they bring that? Because once sin has taken hold of people, their mind is no more following the Lord. Then it's like they have liberty. Because the scripture said, the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. That was the scriptures in the Bible. And the law of God is to be obeyed by all living beings. Now, what the devil needs to do is to simulate, make sure that you are not righteous, so he can then put his rod on you. So that is the weapon, that is the strategy. If he can guess, like the animals, if he can get this one out of the park, get him out of the park, then he's alone, then they can pounce on that animal and get and kill him. The same way, if the devil can make this throw, stick, and pull this fellow into sin, misbehavior, then it's almost like the guard is let down. Then they can come in with more diseases or attack. And that is what their strategy is. So then what do we do? The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Where Apostle Paul was telling us to put on the old armor of God. That is where we are going. We are going to really summarize it with that, but I just want to throw that one in. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Now, if you go to the rest of the verses, you say, what are these armor that we are talking about? Because we, I just described demons as if they are things that you can arrest and kill. But how do you kill them? See, these are the armors. And how do you stop them? These are the armors. Righteousness. First thing I mentioned, salvation for your head. Truth for your God, that is the word of God. The breastplate of righteousness. Your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then the shield of faith. So those are the weapons, some of the weapons we are going to use. You see the word of God is the final one. And then praying always, with all prayer and supplication. Say the, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So we are going to give some few examples of the word of God, how you rebuke these demons. When they come around trying to make you sin, you've got to remember what the scripture says. Amen? Are you still with me here? Now, I said something about subtle ways. Subtle ways that the enemy come around. And this is very important. It's very for a way that says we are precious. The devil can come in many subtle ways. And the story came to my mind when, we, when I read the first Kings chapter 22. There was this 
prophet called Sedekiah, son of Kenana, he felt he was really a servant of God, according to how he felt he was walking with God and so on. But how did he suddenly... Let me read the story so that you know what I'm, what I'm trying to lead to him. I said there are some subtle ways that these this demons also can influence human beings. It comes always through the thoughts, through the ideas, through the suggestions. And very soon people are doing things that, uh, that they would never, never realize that it is getting out of line. And then they won't know when the Spirit of God just departs. Take an example of Samson. You know the story of Samson. What was the problem with Samson? That he lost the anointing just temporarily. Sometimes it's not permanent, like that of something, you know, he did, it was not permanent, but it was temporary, he lost the anointing, he lost the presence of God temporarily. Why? Because he was trying to please a woman. Trying to please a woman. So that is one of the things I'm going to summarize today, because some other time we're going to go into detail Bible story. But one of the few things that we need to be aware of when we say, how, what are the avenues that these demons get inroad into man, into human beings? Avenues. Because if somebody, if you have a mindset one way, maybe that mindset is an access, you know, like an avenue for this demon to easily. If you are prone to anger, then you know something can easily make you angry. Then they are open, open avenue for some demon. If you are prone to pleasing people, because those are another, and every one of these have been summarized in the scriptures. Pleasing men is a danger. Because that is what you see in something, trying to please men. King Saul, trying to please men. See? Those are some, you see, those are, if you are prone to that, at least you have a tendency of just trying to be a man pleaser, trying to get favor, or trying to make sure that everybody likes you, then they see somebody they can use. They don't see somebody they can use for, any, for something worse than just pleasing men. And that is one avenue that they use to come through into mankind, to bring this, their influences. But the same thing, I was talking about that prophet Zedekiah, that how he suddenly didn't realize that when the Spirit of God left him. The story went forth, first. King Ahab was going to a battle, and he said, well, and uh, Jehoshaphat went, came with, with him, and said, well, let's ask God first, before we go to this battle. So Ahab, the king, said, oh, well, okay. He called all his prophets, 400 prophets, and they came by, Shall we go and fight at Ramoth Gilead? Or shall we resist? And they all said the same thing, go, God will give it to you. And they, they mentioned this particular prophet, Sedekiah, the son of Kenana, that he was, he had a horn with him, means that he was so sure of himself. He was so sure that God speaks to him. But Jehoshaphat knew that something was wrong with all those four hundred prophets. And Jehoshaphat was wouldn't buy what they are saying. He said, is there no other prophet among, uh, other than this? And he said, well, there's one man here, Micaiah. I don't like him because he always speaks evil about me. Well, let's go call him. So they called this Micaiah, son of Imla. In First Kings chapter 22, you can read the whole story there. So this man came and the king said, shall we go against Ramon Gilead? Or shall we, shall we not go? And this Micaiah said, well, go, <laughs> sarcastically. And he said, well, why don't you tell us the truth? And he said, well, I saw all Israel without a leader. And God said, let them go back to the house. He said, well, and he told them what happened that he saw that God was going to make Ahab to fall. 
the, what I'm trying to get to is why Zedekiah was so angry, this prophet, because he was so sure of himself. He came near Micaiah and gave a dirty slap on his face. Which way did the Spirit of God go to leave me and talk to you? And I thought about that, that sentence, which way did the Spirit of God go to leave me and talk to you? He was so sure, maybe he was the leader, he was the great man among those prophets. And maybe Micaiah was just one of the rebels that left their group. And he was thinking, if he gets the Holy Ghost or the power of God, nobody else. If he says yes, nobody else should say no. And he said, which way did the Spirit of God go to leave me and come and talk to him? And I thought about that, I said, that man perhaps has been prophesying before through God, but he didn't know when he stopped pleasing men. Such ways that the devil implemented. Such a bit. It will make them begin to plead, wanted the favor from the king. When you begin to do that, the demons, they are, they are working on the mind. That's all the demons have to do is to just make this man begin to want favor from the king or placing the king. And very soon, the Holy Ghost can't use him anymore. So if that man was ever prophesying through the Holy Ghost, he didn't know when the Holy Ghost left. And that is the one that just said, wait a minute. That man said, that means that he didn't know when the Spirit left him and was talking to the man that will never please the king. And that king said, I don't, I don't like this one. So that is one of the subtle ways the demons operate. But they operate through the mind, through friends, suggestions. Let me give you some example. Suppose you are a business person. You have a business. And somebody, some friend just came and said, she, the way the market is right now, unless you give a kickback, to some of these people, you won't get this contract and you may have to close your job or close your business because there will be no contract. Well, that man has just sowed a seed into your mind. Maybe you are a believer and you say, no, I will not. And then you begin to see that hey, nothing is going, no business, no contract. Everybody is getting contract, you are not getting it. And the thoughts, the demons, they begin to work on the mind that have just been sowed the wrong seed. You gotta do what they are doing, or you're going to be out of business right now. And that is how they work. They just operate on that mind that I've had. What happened to Eve was similar. The devil didn't stay there and hammer it. We do not know how long after that serpent came and spoke before she partook of the of the of forbidden fruit. Because they just walk on the mind and begin to say after he, she saw, which means she started considering it, considering it, considering it, and very soon she will act on it. Very soon, if you are not careful and resist, you are going to act on the thought that I mean so. And there, I'm trying to make to see that those are actually the covert way the devil plays and fights his warfare. Covert way. And we have to be careful. And we have to watch and pray. When Christ said watch and pray, I said many places will be one, and these are demons of respectability, is what some people used to call it. That is, they make you feel like you have to respect yourself. No, you can't do that. You are, you are a big man now. Demons that are self-conscious. Very soon you will be not pleasing to God. Because what are the scriptures say? He that will be a friend of the world will be an enemy of God. So you have to say, so I said, those are subtle ways the devil, those demons will operate to make people digress from following the Lord. What about discontentment? If you allow discontentment in your life, that is, there's something, you're always discontent, then those demons see opportunity to work because they will bring ideas first. The demons of jealousy, they pursue those that they can see discontent 
in their life. Demons of envy. And you know what that can lead to? Murder. Demons of murder. Because they are discontent. But you see, when everybody goes through this up and down sometimes, many human beings, all believers, sometimes things are not bad, sometimes things are good, and that roller coaster lifestyle has many emotional things. And that is what those demons look for. Because they are just like flies. They don't have to be in you. They just look like they fly around and say, oh yeah, that's the food. And they try to go near that emotional disorder. Discontent is an emotional thing. Anger, no, those type of things. They are things that they look for and say, okay, they try to amplify that so that there will be some. In fact, there was one brother that gave a dream of how he saw the host of the demons and he listed the names of their ranks. And he said they would look for open doors. When they see that open door, they just make it wider, which I used to say they try to rail in the rope so that the demons that can really kill can come closer. But you see, the same weapon that we have, we kill all of them. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So you've got to have the weapons of God with you. Amen? And there's another leaning of mankind that can also bring the, that can be an avenue for those days, greediness. Greediness and now for this thing, what I'm pointing out, those three things I'm pointing out, I summarize as lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh, pride of life. Summarize in First John chapter 3, chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Because discontent is a form of loss of the eyes. What you see, Comparing that with yours, that's discontent. You saw that, you compare that with what you have, you're discontent. And it's just an opportunity for the demons to come and amplify, to work on your mind. And that's what I will point out to you. Greediness is when you want something for you. You want something for you. you more money, more this, more that. And uh, those demons, they, they like that too. That's where the demons of stealing come in, when they see that. This have, he has the tendency, he has the potential to want more, more, more. Then the demons of stealing can walk on his mind. Well, why don't you take it? Nobody's looking. See? They, they prey on the, a mind that is already having that prone, prone to business or prone towards self-centeredness. That you want, it's yours, you want yours, you want yours to be bigger than everybody else. See, that is the lust of the flesh. Let me give an example here. In 2 Kings chapter 6, let me read the story of this man. 2 Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6, we read the story of Elisha the prophet. When this guy came to him, and the guy was uh, Naaman the leper. You remember the story of Naaman the leper? He was a Syrian, and he came to Elisha the prophet to to be healed. And after he was healed, he went to the river Jordan and dipped himself seven times and he came out. And he wanted to give money and gifts to Elisha. Elisha said, oh no, I'm not taking any. But look at greediness from the man called Gehazi. He was the servant of Elisha the prophet. Because he, he was greedy and he wanted more. And he said, no, gee, I've got to go get it from this one. So he sneaked behind Elisha and ran after this name and said, and he lied because that's what is going to happen. See, my master just sent me and said, well, we, even though he said no just some minutes ago, uh, we, some friends just came, we need some, some of those garments, some greediness. And in the end, we know the story of it. He got smitten by the leprosy that just left 
that just left Naaman. But that's just an example of what it's going, what it can lead to. But the demons are working on the mind of that young man. Yes, that's what we are pointing out to you today. Those demons are just trying to work on the mind, and you have to make sure that you guard your heart and guide your mind by the word of the living God. The Bible says we have to renew our mind. Amen? Amen. Renew your mind daily. In fact, it should be daily. Don't think, well, I renewed it last week. You have to do it daily because the devil is working 24 by 7, like a brother used to say. And you have to keep yourself guard. In fact, Christ said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Praise the Lord. Well, I gave you a story of Adam and Eve. Let's give one story from the New Testament. Let's talk about the story of Ananias and Sapphira. What do you think was that? It's the same demons. They operate on mind. I don't know if you remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Acts of the Apostles chapter 5, verse 1 to 10. We know the story. The people in the first church, they got so energized by the love of God and the life of God. And they said, gee, everybody started selling their properties and bringing to the church and they distribute to both the poor, everybody, those who have land, they were selling it, those who have houses were selling it, and bringing the money so that it was being distributed. And these two men, maybe they have the greed, this man and his wife, not the two men, Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, they wanted to be like them too. They were in the church, they wanted the praise. They wanted the praise, they wanted the prestige, they saw this brother just brought a lot of money and everybody was praising him, and they wanted that recognition too. But you see, the demons are working on their mind. They couldn't let go of the money. So they decided to lie. And we all know the rest of the story. But what I was pointing out is it is still the activity of those demons to make them lie. Because they will work on anybody's mind. It depends on are you going to yield to them? Are you going to yield to the thoughts that is bombarding you? Or you are going to stand? There are some thoughts that you oh, everybody know that this thought is evil. Yeah, there are some that are so blatantly clear that this is evil. I'm not going to do that. There are some that are very subtle. And those are the ones you have to guard against. And how do, how, what are the ways to guard against some of those thoughts? I wrote two points down here. What will be God's reaction to this? If I implement this, what will be God's reaction? Always consider that at least before you before you take any step on a thought that is coming to you, idea that comes to your mind, consider compare it with the scriptures. On both sides, check it properly with the scriptures. What will God's reaction? And then the second thing you should always consider is am I gratifying self? Because that is the greatest enemy. The greatest enemy is self. Is this thing gratifying self and not God? Because that is what idolatry. Amen? Because if uh, whatever we are talking about, if it's, look at that of Adam and Eve. What did the devil do? He said, you will be as gods. That's why God didn't want you guys to do these things. And by the time she started thinking about it, she wanted to be as God. So now it is self she is considering. She is considering self. And that is why Christ said we are to die to self. Amen? I want you to think about it. You, if you don't die to self, you are going to worship self. You are going to worship yourself, which is idolatry. And you say, I want to be like Christ. Christ died to himself. That's why he said, not my will, but 
dying his down. He was ready to sacrifice himself to please the Father. And this is the one we want to be like. Amen. So that is the when we say these demons are working on the mind, they are to make people sin. That's the first thing. That's their major job is to make people sin. And Satan just uses them to make the whole world sin. Doctrines, ideas, ideologies, opinions. And by the time they saw it, people are just buying it like hot cake. And they are buying into all those ideas. But we that are saints of the Most High God, we have to renew our mind daily. And know that some of these suggestion ideas, whether sometimes just to make you fight, or you may say, well, it doesn't really make me fight. Let me give you another example. Here is a story, like the story of this woman. Here is a story that, like, look at where somebody was on the first day. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to make breakfast for my husband. What? Your husband can't make breakfast for, us, for, for himself? And you think that's just a joke. It looks like a joke. They say it's a seed that's been sown. Now the next thing is this woman will begin to think about it. That woman's husband was making breakfast for himself. How come I have to be like a slave here? They must begin to walk on your mind. You don't care. Very soon you begin to act on it. And when you begin to act on it, what happens? Conflict. Striving. And emotion. That's, those are the things that we are talking about. They won't just look around and look for anybody. You say, well, that woman that said that really didn't mean it. That way. Maybe it was, she was just joking. But you see, it comes like a joke sometimes. And then if you are not guarding your heart, it becomes like an ideology. You begin to work on it and implement. Now, you know, that's why I say you should work on the second part. Are you, you should think about that thought that you are trying to implement. Is this gratifying self? Because, like that example, by the time that woman didn't say, gee, you, the husband should make breakfast for himself. Why should I? It's not self. It's not self. It's not self. And that is all the enemy has been using for Adam. For even for something story may look like, well, how can that be self? Maybe he was so bored by this lady wanting to get this thing, dragging this story. What is the, what is the secret of your power? And according to the story, something became so fed up, self. So to appease the situation, he just yielded to the pressure. He yielded to the pressure and gave in self. It's time to, you have to keep fighting until you die. And what the apostles say, say, ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, which means you must resist, even unto shedding of your blood if you have to, to resist the devils, to resist the ideas and the opinions, to resist the thoughts that are not lined up with the word of God. Amen? And that is why the Bible, Apostle uh, Paul was giving us another example. He said, we are to what? Cast down imaginations. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted above the knowledge of God. And to take captive every thought. Because that is the weapon of the devil is to throw thoughts into your mind. Depression. What do you think causes depression? Thoughts. Ideas. Maybe you lose your job. Very soon, the, the demon begins to roam around and say, hey, this fellow lost his job, and they come around and say, life is bad. And very soon, you are, more, you are saying, oh, me. And they start giving you the business, and you have to resist. And remember, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Cast your bodies upon the Lord. He will take care of you. If you don't remember those Bible verses, you delve into their thoughts and ideas and begin to feel pity for yourself until you want to hand it all. A lot of people want the end of their life back because they look at nothing is working. No job, nothing, and they want to hand it up. 
Oh, it happens to men, it happens to women, it happens to even children. It was recorded in America here, many teenagers that are giving, going to high school. And they are committing suicide for what purpose? Depression. Because they give in their mind to those demons. But this is the weapon that can come. What is to recognize it? Recognize the enemy and then resist the enemy with the word of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Speak the word of God to yourself because when it comes to false, you just say to yourself, hey, oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Why do you think David was saying that? Because the soul was trying to go into depression. Then you tell your soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. That is some of the Bible verses you have to use. You simply like yourself in the Lord. Psalm 37. I'm giving you some of these Bible verses you have to use to resist all of these thoughts. What do you think of worry? And even scientists, doctors will tell you that worry, if you worry too much, you can create sickness for yourself. And that's what the devils are all about. If they create worry into you, very soon they can plant sickness and disease. So that's why you don't want to worry. You have to worry. Remember what the scripture says. And speak those scriptures out. You have to constantly remind yourself and speak it out, confessing the word of God. And that is how you combat the devil. Like the Bible said, the weapons of our said, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Amen? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And we're going to practice one or two in a few minutes before we wrap up. But like I said, there will be a time for Bible questions and answers on Wednesday so that we can go into some more Bible verses. Here is a good Bible verse. Open everybody open to it. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And let's read it together. The book of Galatians chapter 2. Because like I said, I said we have to die to self because that is one of the things that the enemy can use as an avenue. If you see somebody that is self-conscious, then they try to use, come upon the mind and begin to work on their mind. But in the book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, you have to tell yourself, I am already crucified with Christ. Amen? So let's say it out together. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? Now you have to confess that you are saying to yourself, I, because if you talk about that self, you know, that self one of the purpose. Eve said, well, you will as God and it's time to be like God. You say, no, I am already being crucified with Christ. That is, I am dead to self. So without you confessing it, is how you can resist that thought if it comes to you. Or the idea when it comes to you. I am crucified with Christ. And there is another one. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. I'm just giving you two Bible verses. There are many that can combat all these thoughts, ideas, suggestions. You have to look for them in the scriptures and speak them out and renew your mind daily. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 24. Now, if you read from the earlier verses, verse 22 and 23, it talks about love and all its attributes. 
that are the weapons. Now in verse 24, he said, And they who shall we that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. Well, let's say that together. You put yourself in there and say, We. And we that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. Say to yourself, And we that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. Sometimes you have to quote that to yourself. Say it in the air when the thoughts are bombarding your mind. Tell yourself that we have already crucified the flesh. Because, like we say, loss of the flesh is greediness. Loss of the flesh is what makes people go into all of those evil natures. But if you say, I am already crucified with Christ, then you can say, I have, I have crucified the flesh also. With all its affections and emotions, too. What are the emotions? The anger and the temperament and so on, they are emotions. The sadness that can make things go into depression. Those are emotions that you don't want to dwell in them. And when the demons will see anybody that has that same thrown to those things, they come and work on their mind to make them go deeper and deeper into depression. And that is what you want to resist by speaking the word of God and say, hey, I'm already crucified with Christ. And Christ is in control of my life. He's, I've cast all my bodies upon him. Then rejoice in the Lord. Amen? If you say you have cast your body upon the Lord, then you have to leave it there with him and then rejoice in the Lord. Amen? We're going to go, uh, we're going to wrap it up right now because I'm going to reserve the next Wednesday where we're going to do Bible study, read Bible study. But what we have talked today is what? Think about what, how is God going to react to this if I, if this thought, if I implement this thought? What will be God's reaction? The first thing, and then, am I gratifying self in these thoughts that is coming to me if I go and implement it? Am I gratifying myself? Let me give you one more example that the Lord Jesus Christ himself gave to us. How will God react to this? What happened in Luke chapter 12? Open to Luke chapter 12 with me. The Lord gave this parable, but let's consider it. Where do you think the idea came from? Now, I said earlier when we started, I said, the ideas that come to our head, are they generated from us, or are they coming from the outside? We are intelligent, so some are generating from us. But when the demons are around, they are also generated from the outside. But we have to make sure that they are all still not satisfying, not gratifying self. There is Luke chapter 12, that the story the Lord Jesus gave of a rich man. The Bible called him a rich fool. Luke chapter 12, verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself. You see what I'm talking about? Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. So the rich man thought within himself, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do? That's a suggestion. Ideas come to his head. This will I do? I will pull down my bands and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, so, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Now, those are just ideas and thoughts that came to his head. He has not even implemented it yet. But what, the first, that's why we are, I got the first 
point that I pointed out, I said, what will be God's reaction to this thought is what you should first consider. Because we are to serve Him. We are here to serve God. But this is what God's reaction is to this story of this man that said he's going to build and tell his soul to rest. See, but God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? Well, the first came to his head, he said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, and God is watching because God searches the hearts and the reins. And what will be God's reaction to this thought? Should be what you should consider anytime you want to do anything. How will God react to this? Is this gratifying self? Be careful. Because we will turn into the enemy of God if you begin to gratify yourself. And according to God's plan, God's standard, that is idolatry. Remember the story of uh, the Tower of Babel. Women based gathered together and they said, well, Let us do this and let us do that. We can say there's nothing really wrong in what they are trying to do. We let us build something. But God said, God looked down and said, what will be God's reaction? We have to ponder upon it. In any step, in any thought, what will be God's reaction? Because even in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, a thought came to his heart while he was upon his bed and he was meditating. What is going to be after me? And God watches the hearts. And God reads the mind. And God showed to him a vision of what is going to be after him. So that is why we say, watch and make sure that what, you know what is God's reaction to this thought. How much money the thought is coming from the demons. No, you don't even want to consider it. If it's coming from you, you think, well, it's a plan. This plan is going to work great. I'm going to expand my business. This is going to work out. It may be a good plan, but what is God's reaction past you be what you should wait upon before you take any step. Commit it unto the Lord. Then you are honoring him. Amen? Say, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. But when that is out of the way, you don't put God into the equation, then you are asking for his reaction, which may not be favorable. Amen? So then the second part is, am I gratifying self? Because self is always what woman means almost watching. And when you look at the world, they talk about self-esteem. You must have self-esteem. See? There must be a fine line between self-esteem and pride. Fine line and the enemy, that's what the demon specializes in, is to push you across that fine line. Amen? He said, well, you have to be self-confident. Be confident of yourself. Everybody says we should encourage our children to be like that. But see, there's a fine line and we can't recognize that fine line. Where when you begin to be self-confident, be confident of yourself. Have a self-esteem of yourself so that you don't lose the interview. The devil can push you across that self-confidence and you become proud, arrogant, and it becomes pride. And those are demons, demons of pride. They just specialize in that. And very soon, the man won't know when the spirit just departed. Like Samson, like that king, like that prophet, Zedekiah, like king Saul. Self-esteem, yeah, but uh, we have to know the final. So, but what we are saying is, consider, am I... Is it going to be self-gratifying so that I don't turn into an idol worshiper? Amen? And the Lord, He loves us and He has given us all the weapons that we should use, the Bible, the Word of God. Confess it. Say it to yourself. Know it. Meditate on it. He said that day and night. And then the Lord Himself will be, if you have taken Him first and you put Him on where He belongs, then He will be helping you to overcome all those things. These demons are in the air, of course. They are roaming around. But we have more power than them. I'm not saying you should be afraid of them. 
But the part I'm talking about is that wash yourself and make sure you're not yielding your mind unto ideas first that can bring sin. Because he said, once you yield, he said, let's read this verse as we wrap it up. The book of James. Here is James. He said, where does all this striving, where do they come from? Chapter 4, verse 1, James chapter 4. He said, From whence come wars and fightings among you? From where those wars and fightings, striving, whether in the household or in the in the among children or in the world. We say, where do they come from? Come they not hence even of your lusts, that war in your members? the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the demons, they specialize in making these things, amplifying it, agitate, and if you don't, if you are not careful, they agitate until the point there is war, they strive, say you lost and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. So it's coming from those loss and from all those things, and demons just look for opportunities. But if you know that, then put away all those opportunities before, in fact, you see that, Put away meddling, that's how, how, how Solomon said it. So I said, striving comes through meddling. She said it, you say it, he said it, and very soon nobody wants to stop first. Argument. It's meddling. And the demons like that, they bring some more words to your mind. Say it to him again. And you can't keep your mouth shut, you say it to him again. And uh, they go on to this, you give some more words, say it to him again. Escalation. See, from whence come wars, and so forth. Who is going to be the Christian first and sip the mouth and say, I don't see anymore? Those are the ways that you go. Just remember all those Bible verses, like the Bible said, the one I just described now, which is striving. The Bible said, He that keepeth his mouth, he that shutteth his lips, is still a man of understanding. So you, see, you have to remember that Bible verse. That's how you quench the fire of the enemy before it goes too far. But all of those Bible, simple, simple verses, are to be practiced. Amen? You better practice them. Those small, small things, you have to practice them. That is how you put all those demons at bay. Constantly resist the devil. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand up out of our feet. Let's stand up our feet. Let's pray. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. And that's how you resist him, by the word of God. By obeying the scriptures. By confessing it. You obey the ones that look like actions. Then you confess the one that you need to confess to get those things off your mind. Talk to Jesus because everybody is exposed to those things. You don't say, well, I, I'm, I'm above all those things. The thoughts don't even come to me. Then you may be deceived. Maybe you already, those are the thoughts already, already coming to you. But you have to say, gee, I am for Jesus and Jesus is in me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Christ in me is above all things. Confess that. Jesus in me is the hope of glory. Confess it. Let's say it. Confess it to, your, to, to God. Just confess to Jesus. Say, Christ in me is the hope of my glory. Say, thank you, Jesus, because you have given me the weapons over all the powers of the enemy. Say, thank you, Jesus, because you have given me the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And say, say, thank you, Jesus, because you have given me the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, by which I will smite the devils and also the love of God. So thank you, Jesus, for you have given me the spirit of love. Because he said, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily provoked. 
you have to exercise those. So thank you, Jesus, for those activities of the divine love of God that I should exercise to be patient, to cast my body upon the Lord so I don't go into worry, emotional roller coaster. You don't want to go into that because those are the avenues for the devil. So say thank you, just thank him for that. Just thank him that Jesus, thank you for your word that giveth me the victory and the liberty to confess your word and to resist all those roller coaster thoughts, ideas, suggestions, because I have the power over my mind. You know you have power over your mind. Amen. You can cast these demons out yourself. That's why I say you want to cast them out. When they come bombarding you from the outside, you cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Be gone. Why? Because the Bible says, I have the mind of Christ. When you say that, they just run off like flies. That's how you say, Shh, to the fly. Shh. The, the Bible says, I have the mind of Christ. So the thoughts just disappear. They will try against one and say, Well, Christ in me is the only of good. You have to be confessing it and blowing them away. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for the, for the, for the promise of the word of life, the promise of eternal life, for the righteousness you have brought to us. Because he said, he said that that is our, for our chest, the breastplate of righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for you have brought us from the kingdom of darkness and you have planted us into the kingdom of your dear son so that we have that victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have that power through the Lord Jesus Christ over all the courts of the enemy, over all the principalities of powers of darkness, over the ropes of the devil that brings people into sin. Because sin is a reproach to any person. But righteousness exalted the nation. Father, we know we have that victory over sin because Christ has destroyed all the works of the devil. Bible for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The first work of the devil is what? Sin. And Christ has brought us out of sin and sinful nature. But he said we are to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ by the washing of water by the word. He said he has put ministries in the church for the perfecting of the sins. So this is to make us get closer and closer to that perfection. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you are going to teach us more how to resist, how to have a renewed mind daily so that the enemy, we are not allowing the enemy to build any nest upon our head. Like somebody said, said you can't, you can't stand birds from, you can't resist, you can't, you can't stop the birds from flying above your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your head. And that's what we are talking about, is to make sure that they don't build a nest in your mind, by casting them out, by blowing them away, by speaking the word. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you have taught us this, and you are going to teach us more. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Well, I hope you get something out of this because it's a warfare. If I would say this thing is a warfare, and if you take it as a warfare, then you know that hey, don't sit on your lorries. But the weapons of our warfare is not carnal; they are mighty through God. Even the little child can use it. What you just mentioned, not just for the adults. Little children, it does come to your mind that is not right. You resist it. You tell yourself that hey, this is not the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. That thought that says everybody is going to the stores, and a friend comes to you and says, you know, I just picked this thing from the store. Did you buy it? No, I just put it in my pocket. I say, ah, that's not good. Oh, well, they have a lot of them. Those are thoughts, ideas, suggestions. You. Tell your friends that, no, that is wrong. As you say it, then withdraw yourself from the environment, amen? Because that is how the demons plant thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. That's what they call it, pickpockets, or what they call it, shoplifters. They plant ideas in the schools. How they say, look at that ring. They say, where, where did you get it? I just pick it up from the store. 
How much did you buy it? I don't buy it. They have a lot of them. They, they are planting bad ideas. And if you are a Christian, you will say, that is evil. And don't even consider it. And rebuke them. Bible says, evil, rather rebuke them. Amen? And that is how you rebuke them. If you think you cannot rebuke them, then maybe you want to go report them, in fact. Sometimes you are helping them to get out of that trouble. But for you, as a child of God, you have to renew your mind that, hey, remember what the Bible said, that I have the mind of Christ. I'm not going to let the demon put ideas into my head. You quench it immediately, like the word of God said, by his faith, you quench every fiery dust of the devil. Amen? By your faith, you quench every arrow. These are arrows. They just bring the thoughts. You say, no. The same thing with every other thing. The devil will plant you. Everybody is having sex. You are still fighting. Don't let them plant evil ideas into your mind. Resist the devil and quench him with the fire with the, with the word of God that says, the Bible said, free fornication. You speak it out. Then you go withdraw from, the, from all the environments, from all the activities of the devils. It's a free from every appearance of the devil. That is how you resist the constant battle because the battle is not just one day. As long as you are still here, until the Lord locks up all those demons in hell and lake of fire at the end, they are allowed to be roaming around trying to see whom they might devour. They are not going to be launched for them. Amen? Say that. I'm not going to be launched for them. Pray, see the Lord. So, I am delivered. Sing it. Praise the Lord. We are up here to pray now. I am delivered by His word. Once I was bound by the chains of Satan. Now I am delivered. Pray. If there's anybody here right now among you, please stop us. And you know that she, you have a strong rule of some of this. You need to be set free. You need deliverance. I want you to come forward and let's pray for you. Because if somebody is having a strong rule, means that you have tried it, you cast them out, they look like she, something is hold your mind tight. You need to be, it needs to be broken by the authority and the anointing of the name of Jesus Christ. So if you have any strong rule that you need deliverance, I want you to come forward so we can pray for you. But what we are talking about is the is the weapon the enemy uses. When they bound people's mind, it's almost like homosexuality. Those demons, when they bind the people's idea, they think they are created like that. It's, it's come from ideas, suggestions. Very soon they are practicing homosexuality. Very soon they are now saying, well, they are actually a, a breed of human beings that God created like that. That's now, they are now stronghold of ideas and ideas, and you need to be set free by the authority of the name of Jesus. So if you have any idea that have Take it hold of your mind and you are now realizing that this is an evil idea that makes me think like this. You need to be delivered. Because sometimes your own trying to say, get out, get out, may not be normal. You need somebody to come out to command them to leave you. So if you need if you need that deliverance now, come forward while we sing this song so that we can pray for you. I am delivered, thank you. Praise the Lord. I am delivered. Just stay there. Bye Lord. Once I was bound by the chains of Satan, I am delivered, praise the Lord. Again, I am delivered, praise the Lord. I am delivered. Hallelujah. Amen. Once I was bound by the chains of Satan, I am delivered, 
I don't have to mention your own offenses or ideas. If you know, you just think about it. If you know that this thing, I've been abhorring it, it's been in my mind too many times, you have not been able to get it of it, you need deliverance, just come, we pray along with you. Because it could be in any form. Those ideas of the demo, they come in so many forms. Some people, they thought, well, gee, they have no way to make money, they are selling their body into prostitution, and that's, nobody can tell them that it's not right, or they are just selling drugs, and they'll be comforting themselves that, well, that's the only way to make money. It's an idea. It's a suggestion, but it's evil. There's a way the Lord can set you free. And then you won't believe that anymore. You will to carry your ways unto the Lord. It's not by you saying, I just have to do it. I just have to do drugs. I just have to sell it. Uh, that's not a, there's a way. Don't let the devil sell you into ideas that are evil. That's why we want you to come. We break this chain. My sister, come for us. Let's pray. Everybody pray along for us. Just keep praying. Pray. Everybody pray. Sister? My sister, come forward. Come closer here. Now you can also cast these demons out, those that, we, that you have for touch over, you have to know that if I say leave me in the name of Jesus Christ, it is you cooperating. Many times we are cooperating with those ideas, that's when they take a foothold. But when you begin to reject the ideas in your mind, then they begin to leave. Until, until you do, until you begin to receive them, they won't leave. It's like, hey, it's also stay. But you have to reject the idea. You have to reject the force. You have to resist it, and also you have to say, I don't believe this anymore. Satan, leave me alone. Your ideas get out of my mind. Now, what is your stronghold that you want to tell me? You want to tell me anything? Hmm? Can you tell me what you need prayer for? I need prayer for, I don't know, for just sexual Okay. Now, you know that it's evil. I want Jesus to set you free. Okay. Everybody stretch forth your hands towards this brother. It is written, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. The son of the living God make you free from all the stronghold of the enemy. Whatever is the offenses, sexual offenses, sexual behavior, misbehavior, we set you free. And we break every broke every chain of the enemy that has been holding into that in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, for sending this young man free from this evil. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ was pay, was shed for you to pay for that atonement. The Lord Jesus Christ break this chain in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord. But let this chain be broken from this brother. In the name of Jesus. Set his mind free from all the evil ideas. From all the self-comforting ideas that things are where it's okay to do, it's not okay. Once you know it is evil, once you say, if our mind condemns, our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Father, she has confessed that she wanted to be set free. Lord, set her free right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her from the hairs of his head to the sole of his feet. Holy Ghost fire, break every shame, break every sin, break every evil ideas, break every loss of the eyes and loss of the flesh in the name of Jesus Christ. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. The Lord set you free. Kneel down there, just thank you, Lord. What is your problem? I've been moving forward in life now, and I've been on this challenge. I've been in this race now, too. I can't do it fast by myself, so I've been taking slow paces, but doubt's been coming to my mind. Okay, let's, let's agree that the Lord will strengthen your spirit. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, because your word has said, Christ in us is the hope of glory. It is Jesus that did it for you, not by your own strength. 
by his strength, you were healed, not by your own strength. It is the grace of God now. Just rest in the Lord. Rest in and commit it unto the hand of the Lord. Don't try to struggle and try to do anything. Just say, Jesus, I commit my life into your hand. Say it. Jesus, say, Jesus, I commit my life into your care. You are my strength. You are my shield. You are able to save me to the uttermost. And the Lord Jesus Christ said it himself. He said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And he has said, My Father that gave me is greater than all. No man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. Yes, no man can pluck you out of Jesus' hand. Rest in that word. Trust in that word. And just rest your mind on that word. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let her mind be rested in the word of the living God. That she is set free and delivered from every evil, from every vice in the name of Jesus Christ. For by his strife you were healed. And by his blood you were redeemed. He set you free on the cross. He was thinking about you on that day when he went to the cross. And he has set you free. And you shall remain free indeed. Just keep your mind in the word of God. Continue to meditate on the word. And let the word of God pass. And stay in the assembly of the saints. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you Lord for setting her free. We thank you Lord for delivering her. We thank you Lord for giving her new lives in life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let the word of God abide in her heart. Answer in Jesus' name we pray. Just thank you Lord. Just kneel down and thank you Lord. Let's clap for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, we are going to wrap up the fellowship. We are going to wrap up the fellowship. And uh, believing God that is going to... We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah.